Recording has started. This week we start a series on the biggest nutrition myths and tell you why the food pyramid is BS and actually a food pyramid scheme. I'll also check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. All righty. We're back for episode two of Fit and Furious. How are you doing, Dewey? I'm good. How are you? Muy excelente. I think I'm slightly less fat. We're going to find that out later. So Tape, that, tape never lies. <laughs> exactly. Dang these measurements. <laughs> uh, I was hoping to do them all in uh, metric this uh, time, Canadian measurements. There you so, go. Yeah, so yeah. That I, can, I can win that way and confuse the methods. But people uh, are pretty smart. They know the conversion <laughs> rate. <laughs> Dang it. Dang calculators. Yes, we're going to get into whether uh, I lost any weight and what I did all week and if I was if I stuck to my plan, my three-pillar plan that I had. So we're going to get into that later. Uh, but but this uh, for this episode, we thought we'd talk about some nutrition myths. And one of the biggest ones of these is the food pyramid, or as we call it, the food pyramid scheme. So first, I want to talk a little bit about how we first discovered the food pyramid, how you heard about it, what it meant to you as a, as a child, and, and how that's affected your nutrition and diet choices. Um, for me, I remember hearing about it in school. I think we were taught it in health class or something, for sure. which is freaking hilarious now. Right. Um, health class teaching that. And then, you know, as we went to our school lunch and ate our pizza and, <laughs> and you know, whatever. Chocolate other. milk. <laughs> exactly. It's got vitamin D. Yeah. the, the Calcium. Healthy, the healthy stuff that the schools gave us. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, uh, and let's bring up a picture of, just so we know what we're talking about here. So this is kind of an updated one. This is from Harvard. The USDA, I couldn't really find a current USDA one. They have a whole like 200-page PDF, but actually I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to reference. Well, the now official. they're worried about advertising it. Well, right. <laughs> they're like, I, well, they don't want to be. I liable, don't think we yeah. can. I don't think unless people look at this upside down, because that's when it makes sense. <laughs> right. Is uh, I don't think we can share this. Well, that's the silly part. Okay, so let's look at this. This is the the official Harvard one and. Let's zoom in a little here. So the healthy eating pyramid, as they call it. So let's look at the bottom. So daily exercise and weight control. Okay, so that's basically a version of calories in, calories out, or calorie that's restriction. Move right? more, eat less. Move we've more, been trying less. to we've been trying to move more and eat less for sixty years. Hey, how's that working? And right now we're on track to. Don't quote me on it because someone will Google it and, and prove me wrong the the exact numbers. But but. I believe by the year 2024 that 60% of Americans will be pre-diabetic. Yeah. Which is pre-diabetic basically is a fasted glucose of 118 or higher, I believe. Don't quote me on that either, but close. Um, but not moving in the right direction. But not moving in the right direction. That's yes. exactly it. So yeah. for 60 years, they've said, Doc, you're going to the doctor's office. What's the first thing he says? You just got to eat better. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. Just do it and, yeah. and make, get a little exercise. What does that mean? I don't know. Walk around the block. On your way. Well, like I said, we've been doing that for 60 years, and yep. it's not working. How's it working? And we'll definitely do an entire future episode on the move more, eat less myth, because that is complete myth, as I 
talked about in the last or first episode how I bought a treadmill because I did not want to change my diet because I loved the food I was eating. I thought, I'm just going to outrun this. Did it for a solid six months, didn't drop a pound. And Could for, not outrun the diet. No, of course not. And for the Captain Literals out there that love to be super literal, mm-hmm. we can't be friends. But <laughs> but besides of that fact, when you're super, not to be super literal, but that we're not saying don't move. Right. Exercise is vital to longevity, yep. especially cardiovascular exercise yep. is vital. Strength, the, the fountain of youth, the key to longevity is muscle mass. Exactly. Plus, if your goal is to look better, obviously, sure, you would lose a bunch of fat, then you're a skinny weakling. You don't want that either. You got to have some muscle mass too. So you like that dude doing push-ups. <laughs> like, like Rob Liss last week. Check out last week's episode where we watched a fruitarian allegedly do push-ups, but it was not pleasant to watch. But yeah, you don't want to be skinny, so they work in tandem. But uh, nutrition is is our focus uh, on this episode, and that really is controlling you know your metabolic health and the uh, amount of fat on you. So that's what this relates to, how strong you are, how much muscle mass you have. That's uh, related to how, how much work you put in the gym and what kind. So we'll the, get into that in future episodes. And the and yeah. Not to go down that rabbit hole, but right? So let, let's let's look at this. I will. Let's look at this healthy, allegedly healthy. I feel like I have to do air quotes when I when I see the healthy food. So here's what the here's what they say to eat the bulk of. This should be the majority of your diet: vegetables and fruits. Mm, you know, leggy, healthy fats slash oils, which in their mind is probably all seed oils, which is bullshit. Yep. And whole grains. That they're saying that's the bulk. Of healthy eating. So that's... In their defense, Mm -hmm. back when whole grains were healthy, before they took the germ and the bran and separated it out and just left it with all the shit that's not good for you. Made flour. You know why they did that? Because it would last. Right. Well, yeah. It it, it, it tripled its shelf life. So when you take the germ and the bran out and you're just left with the wheat and it can sit on shelves forever. And it's easy to grow. Easier. Yep. And it's just filler. Easy to grow, easy to export. So when you look for whole wheat, that actually does matter. Right. But just, you know, the perception there, look, there's even an icon of bread, a little graphic of bread, like saying, like, bread is going to make you healthy. Like, that should be part of the bulk of the majority of your calories you intake. What a bunch of crap. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet this week, and it's somebody uh, – uh, Keto person, low, mm-hmm. low carb, high fat person right. on Twitter said, Subway is just ham shoved in cake. <laughs> right. Well, when I was a kid, my perception was bread healthy, and especially if you get the seven grain, the, the more bark and twigs sticking out of the bread, right. the healthier that shit was. Right. So, you know, if, I mean, Wonder Bread, I mean, that was definitely, we knew that was bad, even, even just as a, a kid. Donut. Yeah, it's just a donut. But my perception was that there's twigs and bark and, uh, you know, some pine cones sticking out of your loaf of bread, that that shit was healthy. Not true. You're just basically, your body doesn't know the difference between that and carbs and other forms. It just starts packing on the weight. And and this is where you and I go, you go that way. You zag, I zag. Mm -hmm. Um, There there are benefits to the whole wheat stuff as far as fiber. Um, But... The, the the super highly processed stuff like Wonder Bread, Wonder um, Bread, it literally is just cake. Exactly. 
And then, okay, the healthy fats and the oils. And I'll put a link to, there's an episode uh, Dr. Paul Saladino did on seed oils and how evil they are and how they're basically responsible for a lot of the metabolic uh, conditions that we have that are affecting us negatively. Um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's way, way, way above my head. It's, there's also something related to it, and it's, and it's worth noting that um, there's a, a recent UC Davis study that came out that a lot of EVOO, extra virgin olive oil, mm-hmm. was actually ended up being seed canola. Was it like, you mean like they lied or yeah, they got no, mixed they lied. it? Oh, nah, they just, no, just mislabeled yeah, it? They're just, yeah. <laughs> well, remember, I mean, in all of this stuff, profit is a huge motivator. And that motivates a lot of these decisions. They're not, these companies are not typically making altruistic decisions based on wanting the best for your health. They're just thinking how much, how can we wring the most profit out of this device? Um, so, so one example of the oils and the and how fat was demonized. Uh, you remember, and not the McDonald's is is uh, healthy by any means, but just as an example, they used to fry all their stuff in tallow. Oolene. Oh, no, that well, they used after. to no, they yep. used to fry all their stuff in tallow. So, like, that's a very healthy, good. healthy yeah. fat. Uh, just or animal, suet. Yeah, just <laughs> animal fats. And now they fry everything in. And this is a quote: an oil blend containing canola, soybean, and hydrogenated soybean oil. And that shit is evil. So you're eating fries, which is bad, and then the oil that they're being cooked in. Uh, well, it used to be tallow, which is animal fat, and that was good for you. Now they're doing seed oils, and it's causing all this here's, metabolic damage. Here's how I like to break it down to people. Because there's a lot of people, adults, not just mm-hmm. children, who say, well, why are fries bad for you? <laughs> well, why is a Potatoes plain, a vegetable. Potatoes, a plain potato is good. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with a plain potato. But add fat. Mm. And I always tell people, carbs or fat, pick your fuel. Never carbs and fat. Right. And the minute you put that fresh, perfectly good, fibrous, rooted starchy vegetable, potato, starchy, yep. yep, in that oil, you're done. Yep. All bets are off. Exactly. And seed oils are the worst version of that. And that's all fast food does now is use these hydrogenated for, seed yeah, oils. For everything. Oh, it's, yeah, it's horrible. It's pre-cooked. Do they warm it up in oil? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So that's so far, you know, 0 for 3 on the bottom row here. And then vegetables and fruits. Okay, that's debatable, but should that be the bulk of your diet? I would say no. I mean, the way I approach things is mostly carnivorous. I don't even like vegetables. And, you know, there's all kinds of arguments about vegans, carnivores, etc. But at the, in my opinion, the at best you tolerate vegetables, and some people can, some people can't. I have no desire for them. I'm, I'm I need them, and I, I, I need them. Um, and you need them, and and how do you eat them? A more of a keto type way, right? Like leafy keto, greens, leafy greens. Leafy greens. I, I, I don't eat a ton of color. Um, I don't eat a ton of fruits, but I'll eat vegetables. Um, there's an argument that they they fall within the keto. Uh, parameters, but mm-hmm. not the carnivore. Exactly. So, so far, you know, one of the three things of the main things you're supposed to be eating according to this healthy food pyramid is okay. The other two, definitely bad. So the next leg up is nuts, seeds, beans, and tofu. What the hell? What? You don't I, even need any of that shit. I don't know why tofu is even on there. I don't it's even just... Know. 
I'm sorry. This is Some people like it. I think they're ridiculous. lying. They're but. lying. Well, I think people, the reason people eat tofu is because they're trying to fake something else. Oh, right. Like if you're a vegan and you wish you had something right. to chomp it into. like a chicken. Yeah. It, right. it's, and plus, I think it absorbs flavors. So. Okay, but I always, people say, I eat tofu, and I always say on purpose. <laughs> exactly. I, I've, I don't think but, I've ever had it. Part of the problem with peanut butter, there are some natural nut butters that are pretty nutrient-dense and okay, but the problem with Jif and Skippy and the stuff straight off the shelf is it's just loaded with sugar. Oh, and there's n- there is nothing that will ruin your pers- just ruin your entire day until you actually get out a jar of peanut butter <laughs> and measure what an exact tablespoon is. Oh, God. Because <laughs> it's barely one bite. Yeah. But people take out the... They don't take out the measuring tablespoon. They right. take out the actual kitchen tablespoon silverware thing. A.K.A. the soup ladle. And they scoop it heaping over the top. That's like six tablespoons. Right. That's like 600 yeah. calories. Oh, yeah. And how much sugar is contained in that? All of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's peanut butter. So we got nuts, seeds, beans, and tofu. And as far as I can tell, beans have no redeemable value uh, unless you like, you know, parting someone's hair with your farts. Beans? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the only thing I like is um, on the, especially on the keto, if you're low carb, high fat, macadamia nuts are a mm. huge source of good fat. Because those are huge. full of fat, yeah. Full. I got some at Costco, and I swear to God, I shit you not, they're like four nuts mm. is like 180 calories. <laughs> Like, well, how can that be? The problem, my problem with nuts, like especially the cashews, I mean, I, I just won't stop. They're so they're solid carbs. Yeah, they're so good. Um, you know, they taste good. They're hyper, hyper palatable again. One of my keto clients has made a salad and it was cashew chicken. I'm like, no, <laughs> stop, stop. That'll kick you out faster oh than a cupcake. Yeah, cashews are freaking good. Yep. All right, so then uh, fish, poultry, and eggs. Okay, finally. Finally, we got something good. This is so far. This is the only thing that I would eat on this whole pyramid so far. You know what they leave out? Nose to tail. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just oh. eat the f- nice fleshy white meat, but on the on the fish. But yep. Leave all the other good stuff out. Do you eat fish heads? I don't eat fish heads, but I'll <laughs> I'll buy the full body trout at Costco and boil them. Okay. And fish broth. Right. See, I was just raised to. I mean, even though we actually butchered chickens when I was a kid, we did they too. ran around our house, and I had the stump with the two nails in it. Put the head down. Put the head in whack. Yeah. And then they run around like a chicken with their head cut off. Yep. Because that's what they were. Uh, but I just I don't have the stomach for that. We had the little leg catcher, and we had to go <laughs> get them. And... <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, fish, poultry, and eggs. Uh, finally, something good. I mean, it's funny how e- eggs have been demonized. And then undemonized and then redemonized again. You know, allegedly they're full of cholesterol and they're just, you know, horrible for you. And doctors were telling people forever to limit their intake of eggs. And in my opinion, eggs are one of the single best food sources you can possibly eat. Not to mention cheap. The the problem with egg, not nothing that's wrong with eggs. Mm-hmm. I eat a dozen probably every day and a half. But <laughs> um <laughs> The problem with eggs and popular science and the media and, and hidden agendas, not to put my tinfoil hat on, but is it changes all the time. It's worse exactly. it's worse than coffee. Yeah. It's like they're bad, they're great, they're bad, they're great, they're great. Just stop. 
just stop reading every van- Vanity Fair article. Well, and and that's one of these things when people say, well, I can't, you know, I, like especially carnivore, you know, they say it's too expensive. Well, eggs are freaking cheap. Yeah. You know, it's a lot but, cheaper than... But I tell you what, not to... not to, this, this sounds... But I'm a firm believer in this. And I don't always do it because it's not always possible. But there's a huge difference between... Um, what the when chickens based on what the chicken's diet is. Oh yeah. Um, right. If you get a free range chicken and a pasteurized chicken, mm-hmm. huge difference. Right. Because you know what free range is. That's where they're not limited. It can be a, there and... can be a hole in their cage, and it's considered. It can, oh, it gotcha. can be okay. considered free right. range. So it's just advertising bullshit. For sure, it's just yeah. you know, marketing gimmick. But I tell you what, get a pastured where it was actually raised in a pasture right. and, and then one of those eggs and then take one that's free range from the just a chain grocery store right. and break them in half in a pan and look at them. Is one is like way more full color, right? The, the, yes. The, yeah. the, uh, the, 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 the pasture raised one is going to be like super dark orange. Right, almost okay. like the backdrop. Yeah, right. And then the, the shitty one's going to be really light yellow. <laughs> right. Good tip. I, di- I didn't even know that. I just bought eggs reflexively from my grocery store. Right. So that's that's good to know. So fish poultry and eggs so far, in my opinion, the only good thing. Okay, then dairy. And again, we're getting it towards the top of the pyramid, meaning they're saying eat less and less and less of this. Um, I go back and forth on dairy. Uh, in, in sort of in my mind, if, for weight loss and, and stuff, cheese I've, I feel is kind of neutral. You know, I don't tend to gain it. Cheese is tough because it's unbelievably calorie dense. Right. Um, like tiny little squares of cheese yep. are 250 calories. And it's hyper palatable, so it's oh, tastes freaking it, good. So especially just, when you put a slice yeah. of pickle on it and just keep showing. Yeah, I'm keto. There's no carbs here. You just <laughs> ate 750 <laughs> calories in four bites. And milk. Okay. You know, I've heard. I, I just don't like milk that much. So one of the first things in our, our household we cut out when we realized that we needed to flip the food pyramid upside down was we pretty much got rid of milk just because your normal 2% milk that, you know, kids would eat cereal with is full of sugar. Eight grams of sugar per cup. Yeah. and That's a lot of sugar. Again, here's the demonization of fat over the years. They would say, oh, 2% at the most. Don't don't eat that evil whole milk. You need skim you milk. You need skim. And yeah. then read the back of the label on the skim milk and the and the whole milk. And guess yeah. what? Sugar content, exactly the same. Oh, it's... It's just got less fat. Less fat, exactly. And that makes you fat. Demonizing the fat again. Yep. And really, on, on if you read in the carnivore groups, heavy cream is really the only thing that carnivores will usually... That's all I, that's all I put in my shakes. Yeah, heavy cream. Heavy whipping cream. It's just fat. Yep. No, that's sugar. So Zero sugars. Again, Calories are through the roof, so yep. you got to watch that. Right. Be aware of what's going on. So, you know, maybe that does belong in the... And it's expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heavy the cream little, is ridiculous. Little, that little carton of, like, it's, what, an eighth of a carton or whatever the hell it is, or eighth of a gallon or whatever the hell it is, oh, God. and it's like nine bucks. <laughs> that's two shakes. <laughs> that shit is expensive, yeah. Definitely. All right, so then here, here's the most egregious, offensive evil part of this pyramid to well, they me. they got it half right. Is, uh, is used sparingly red meat and butter. Fuck you. <laughs> all you really I will up. not. I will not use it sparingly. I will use red meat and butter aggressively. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Refined grains, white bread, rice, and pasta. I agree with that. Sugary drinks and sweets. That's, that's a given. 
And salt. Salt. Okay, salt is another one. Salt is just like eggs. We it gets demonized, redemon, but it should. But re, bullshit know. table ionized table salt should be demonized. Explain. But rock mineral salt, like Himalayan salt or kosher or rock salt, rock salt. should not be. There's two different things. Iodized table salt, you got it's full of bleach and it's full of bullshit. Rock salt, so I need to get salt that was ground by the guys in Def Leppard. Yeah, <laughs> there <it>. you go. Rock. <laughs> a rock. Rock, rock guy joke. <laughs> rock salt. Okay. I didn't, see, I don't even know what this stuff is. So I need yeah. an education. Just Himal- pink salt. Himalayan salt. Himalayan Just pink get salt? Himalayan okay. salt and you're gotcha. going to be fine. You get the little grinder okay. shaker thing at Costco. It's like 47 pounds for $1.50. <laughs> it's, so, it's affordable. Here's what they have on the – they basically equate red meat and butter with Coca-Cola. They're, they're trying to say you need to limit your quantities of those things equally. I mean, that's just evil to say that drinking a Coke is the same as eating a steak. But look at how far they've come with including white bread at the top. Yeah, that's good. But, I mean, yeah. They, but, they realize it's donuts. Yeah. <laughs> but to equate that with with red meat is with just... With animal fat. Yeah, with animal, animal fat. Protein and fat. Again, yes. it's demonized. And this is not an old pyramid. This is... If you go to the... I got this off the Harvard website today. And the reason that it's up there and they want you to eat it in smaller quantities is because a fat's been demonized, but also if you mix all of that other stuff below it with that, you just ate too much. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's the bottom line. Yep. It, it's, it's, there's nothing more calorically dense, I think, than in the standard American diet than a steak. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I for mean, the, for the, to the good. Oh, well, to the that's good. That's the good quality of it. Yeah. But the, <laughs> because also the satiety per calorie Right. It's so high. Super high. But the problem is, is you go out to eat and you order that 12-ounce ribeye. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What comes first? Bread. The buns. The bread, the buns. Yeah, the bun, yep. I want to make sure I'm full enough off of this, so I'm going to order a loaded baked potato. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And That shit good. Uh, yeah. And it I just don't care gets, who you are. That shit's good. It just gets sideways. <laughs> right. And for me, it's, you know, I've had to change my brain and looking at food instead of as a pleasure reward, it's really, this is just fuel. And once you kind of change your brain to that, then you're not like, how can I d- derive the most pleasure from this experience? It's just, what do I need to achieve the optimal results? Okay, I'm I'm eating that and that's it. But it doesn't have to be boring. No, it doesn't have it to suck. It can su- still be fun. And it doesn't have to suck either. I mean, I enjoy everything I eat and I'll get into that when we... Talk about what I've done for the past week. Like when I talk about keto to people, they're just like, oh, it's just so boring. I'm like, mm, that's weird because last night I had a 10-ounce ribeye, shrimp, and bacon. Oh, yeah. With an avocado chaser. <laughs> what is wrong with – how is that boring? No. That's, uh, I mean, it's sure it's not as rewarding to the dopamine, you know, spikes as a, and then, a donut. And that was my dinner. Don't get me wrong. And, and I'm not trying to advocate that everyone listening go, I'm going to be keto tomorrow and I'm right. going to eat that. Or I work or... out a ton. Yep. So that meal is based on my en- energy expenditure. Exactly. So don't run out and make and duplicate that meal. No, you, but, have, you have to know what's, you have to do an, what they call an N of one, like a study of one. You have to experiment, you know, use your body as as your own experiment and absolutely. find out what works for you. Yep, absolutely. And pay attention and, and just, yeah, be your own experiment. I suggest that to people all the time. But today I had, for lunch, I had a salad, 
what what was on it? Um, just a lot of greens, some raw onions. Sorry, Mal. Oh, I love onions. I do too. Some raw onions and a whole fat mayo dressing. There you go. But a lot of greens. Right. And when I'm done here, I'll go spend 45 minutes running. Yep. And then I'll lift for an hour after that. Yeah, you're burning the calories. And if you're just an average Joe, Joe, average Joe cubicle like myself, uh, I got to definitely be way more aware of the calorie count that I'm taking in as opposed to you. So <clears throat> since this food pyramid, the bullshit food pyramid scheme was implemented, um, let's let's take a look. And, you know, you, this was developed as well. The first time I was aware of it was in the late 70s. Um, and I'm not sure when the USDA food pyramid came into being, but it was sometime around then, right? You know, yeah. 40, 50 years ago. Yep. Um, right around Ansel Keys got his fingers on stuff and screwed everything <laughs> up with Frosted Flakes and got Kellogg going, and that's when it all went downhill. I don't know what happened to my, my thing there. You know, I, you oh, know I, I had a picture. You know why Kellogg invented Frosted Flakes or uh, Corn Flakes? I, to keep this and to turn this no. into this. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. It was to... <laughs> it was into to right, right, it was to... Curb young men from masturbating. Yeah, because you know why? When you eat protein and and meat and animal, strong animal like stuff, bull. Yeah, you want to fight and <laughs> fuck, right? That's what that's what's going on. So you wanted a docile population. It was the nutritional neutering. <laughs> exactly. Well, I had a uh, I had a picture. It's not loading right now, but I had a picture of uh, the typical balanced breakfast from the seventies, oh, yeah. right? And it's Captain Crunch, first of all. So, you know, right out of the gate, you're just s- striking out hardcore. Cr- crushing the roof of your mouth. <laughs> like sandpaper. Right. So in, in this picture, there's there's Captain Crunch, which is horrible, with, I'm sure, 2% milk. And there's orange juice. <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, if you would have oh. said, which of these is healthier, Coca-Cola, orange juice, I'd go, oh. I would have passed a lie detector test all day long. Orange juice, healthy, Coke, bad. But is there any difference to your teeth, to your body? Not really. Right. And then, you know, what people will say is, well, it's got, so you're telling me an orange is bad? Well, no, you're not drinking an orange. You took out all the fiber and all the shit that's good for you. (laughs) Now you're just drinking the sugar. It's just orange Coke, basically. Right. Yeah, so... Orange juice and toast, you know, again, white, white Don't bread. drink your calories. Don't. And, I mean, there's not a good thing in that balanced breakfast from the 70s. There's not a good thing in there. Mm-mm. So what, you know, what were they, there's no bacon, there's no eggs, because those were demonized at the time. Yep. That was considered an indulgence that you took a risk if you're eating bacon and eggs. And so Keith, it's you're, all that. You're rolling the goes dice. back to him. Yep. Yeah. You're rolling the dice with your heart. You're going to clog those arteries. Um, so, you know, since this food pyramid has been adopted, has obesity improved or no. gotten worse? It's gotten worse. Way fucking worse, right? Significantly worse. And if you want to have fun, search for like beach pictures in the 60s. Yeah. And you see pretty damn lean people walking around. They'd, half of the dudes would be considered buff nowadays. Yeah, and they're well. They're basically just lean, right? Compared to your average, you know. I was just in Key West 
Florida a couple of months back. And, you know, every time you go to the beach, what do you see? I mean, the yeah, average American is very overweight. time bomb. Oh, God. It's terrible. And then you always talk to your, your, your grandparents or your old uncle that says, when I was your age, I was 10% body fat. And all I did was work and eat and, yeah. and ate everything I wanted and as much as I wanted. You kids, just damn video games. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. Kids nowadays are force-fed, hyper-palatable food, and they have no chance. And their parents are being lied to, and they keep shoving it down their throats. Yeah, because school lunch. I mean, wh what what is a school lunch right now? It's all a bunch of carbs and right. sugar and pre-processed, you know, white flour stuff. When I see my kids, you know, lunch menus every day, I'm like, damn, this shit is not good. Nope. And that's why diabetes, obesity, even as even in kids, I mean, you did not have type two diabetes in children. Type two diabetes didn't exist, but yeah. now, oh, right. now, guess what? Now we got Alzheimer's. <laughs> now they're calling that type three diabetes. Yeah, right. Which is just inflammation. It's all oh, the related brain tissues. to blood sugar. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, you're starting these kids off with these horrible school lunch diets. How do you think they're going to fair later in life when they're carrying they're starting off with those habits they have no chance no chance they got about as much chance as our kids do they have a better chance with the deficit right now right paying that down when they're adults <laughs> than they do making it nutritionally so i wanted a b -b bazillion right oh god yeah it's and you know and diabetes one, one thing that's it's you know you watch tv and you see every other commercial is a freaking some type of uh, medication for this stuff that's so preventable. I said it last week. There's no money in healthy people. Oh. There's no money in dead people. Exactly. You've got to keep them hanging around in the middle. And for diabetes especially, if you look in the keto groups, the carnivore groups, there's all kinds of anecdotal. Of course, you know, it's we're not doctors again, but we have the microphones. God damn it. Yep. But there's all kinds of anecdotal reports of people reversing their diabetes and not having to take those medications anymore, whatever the markers they use, what is it, the A1C when they're measuring the A1C, blood, yep. that stuff, it drops back down to normal levels. And when I was growing up, the perception was if you were diabetic, you were fucked. That was just... That's just the way you were born. Well... But that's what was type one. That's type... No, but I mean type two, like if... It, it runs in my family. My aunt, my, my dad is pre-diabetic. My aunt is diabetic and has to follow up the strict as hell diabetic cookbook which is hilarious by the way if you read the diabetic cookbook from 30 years ago oh, yeah. just a bunch of rice and you know pasta and, and things load like them that. up with glucose yeah. but then but then when you're type one they say well you can't have sugar right but a type two can exactly and if you were to just you know start an elimination diet and or go keto or go carnivore try that for a while um, people are reversing this stuff all the time, getting off the medication, hitting the markers back down into the normal range. And when I was a kid, that was not something that was even deemed possible. You were just that for life. You were on insulin for life. If you're type two, like, I don't know, type one is, you know, obviously more serious and you're born with it, but type two, you, you were just on insulin and it was pr progressive and chronic, right? There was no reversing that. No. And I've even seen, I'm not, this is extreme outlier stuff that I'm going to talk about now, but mm -hmm. so don't get overly excited or say that I'm claiming, making any claims because I'm not. Prepare for a truth bomb. But 
<laughs> there are um, some cases and evidence of type 1 being put in remission. Really? With diet. Yep. You can look it up yourself, but it's out there. It's it's outliers. It's not nothing. That they didn't. Nobody cured it, but right. it's out there. And would you think that you would fare better on following the doctor's recommendations that they give you if you're, if you're type one, or trying to keto or carnivore, low carb type diet? Which one do you think you would fare better on, regardless of whether you could actually go into re- full remission or not? Start there, right? Exactly. Right. So why you want to? be the optimal in the optimal health that you could possibly be. One thing that's alarming and I don't want to go down the, the diabetes hole rabbit hole, but there's a, a gal in my, one of my keto groups and type two. Right. Um, How old? 70. Okay. And she has been doing keto now for two weeks and this is all under her doctor's supervision. Her right. doctor, suggested keto to her before she even went down this road. Right. So she's under daily, weekly doctor supervision. So side note, that's great. The doctors are getting wise now. But here's the, here's the, and I, and I'm happy. I'm happy. The doctor said, no, I'm a fan of keto. Mm-hmm. Try it. I, I'm happy that they're making those recommendations now. Right. But what, what stopped me in my tracks was she called her doctor and after a week, a little over a week and said, my glucose is so low. She's never had to worry about that. Oh. She's always been high, and then she's had to take insulin or whatever. Right. But she has to, you know, constant glucose monitor, yep. and she keeps an eye on it. And it's since she started keto, it's been so low. Is that a problem? I guess. So it I can be. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, but she's under a doctor's care. She's actually there today, I believe. But what stopped me in my tracks was when... Her doctor said, I just didn't see this coming. How in the hell? Right. Why? Yeah. How did I? Right. (laughs) Well, the thing is, you know, like we were saying last week, with all these nutritionists and doctors, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? Well, proof is in the not eating pudding. Right. (laughs) Proof is is in the suet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) you, you know, if you're treating someone as a nutritionist or a trainer or whatever, and they're not losing weight they're not getting leaner then your shit isn't working right so you think doctors would see the results enough and have to but the problem is they're just so dogmatic about their training and when it's you know you paid how many hundreds of thousands for this education see and you you just hit the nail on the head and that's the problem and now i'm really gonna go down a rabbit hole the problem the problem is people say whatever i do what works for me yeah but that's relative that's all about their own perception of what's working. Right. You can't just go, I am 340 pounds. I can't walk upstairs and my knees hurt. Mm-hmm. And my metabolic makeup is, my biomarkers are Complete a, a train wreck. Yep. And say, yeah, dude, I do what works for me. I mean, this works. No, it's not. It's not working. <laughs> Stop saying that. Survey says does not work. It, yeah, it's not working. Yeah, you can't just say it's working for me. Yeah, there because are some, it's easy and comfortable. Right. There are some definitive things we can de- make declarations. Science does, in the medical field, yep. science medicine decides if it's working. Right. You don't. And and we're here to make these blanket declarations. By the way, 
because we get the microphones. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to lie to someone. You know, that that's why if you're a, a personal trainer, you can't be fat. Right. You can't, right. I mean, people would just go, well, why the fuck would I listen to you? But the problem, you know, the funny thing is, if you look at most nutritionists, they're typically not that lean. Right. And especially like the health ministers, like during this whole COVID BS, you see all these health ministers around the world. They're, some of them are fucking huge. Right. There's one like somewhere over in uh, Austria or Amsterdam or something. I mean, she's should have been on my 600 pound life. She's a huge monster. And you're like, you're, you're dispensing health advice. You know, like why the hell would we listen to you? You, you, you write, I can see and, you. And that's okay. If, <laughs> and that's okay if that's where they're at in their journey, but you can't just But then say, how can you be the expert? True. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But you can't say, well, now the other rabbit hole is. You can't say what's what can't say for me. I'm healthy. Oh no! Hell no! Yep, I know. I, I know. I know. I'm heavy and I'm overweight, but I'm healthy. Mm, by what standard? We're gonna do an episode in, in the future on body shaming and fat shaming because and fat acceptance, fat acceptance, and the whole body positivity movement because that is some bullshit right there. That's gonna and trigger some folks. It's gonna it's gonna trigger some folks, uh, and uh, we won't, won't go down that road right now. But. <laughs> Back to the food pyramid, right? So, uh, how has how has following this food pyramid and the USDA and Harvard and everybody recommending this stuff? How has it worked out? All the by every marker that there is, uh, we failed as a society. We're getting worse. We're getting less healthy, fatter, higher diabetes, um, heart disease is worse, but we we don't die as much from it because we have better medicine and better reactive medicine so you don't die as much, but the instances of heart disease. There's uh, no secret that every, and not, I'm not going to, this is not political. Mm -hmm. I repeat, not political. There's no secret that just about every COVID death was because of underlying metabolic disease. Oh yeah. It's, there's no secret. Right. Exactly. And not, not again, not to not get political also, <laughs> uh, Imagine the look at all the arguments over healthcare costs and what a burden that is for families as premiums rise. And you know, whenever I chat about it with somebody, I say, Well, that shit's expensive. You know, I mean, getting anything done in the hospital is freaking expensive, and that totally makes sense. But what's the biggest way to reduce healthcare costs? Not need them to not require it, right? So, my goal is stay the hell out of the hospital. I don't, I'm not going to need any heart. Uh, surgeons, I'm not going to need any diabetic medications. Uh, I'm not going to be obese and have all the joint problems and things that come along with that. And and stuff happens. Yeah, the stuff you're 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 genetically predisposed yeah. to heart disease. Well, you don't have to help it along. It's like Kevin right. Hart said. Yeah, Kevin Hart said when he talks, people say, "Oh, you're going to die. You could hit get hit by a bus tomorrow." He's like, "Yeah, yeah but you don't need to help death." Death exactly. don't need no help. Right. <laughs> That's what we're, we're all helping death. Yeah. And you don't want, why would you not want to try your best? Yeah. Everyone starts at a different spot. So people are more genetically, I was genetically lucky because based on my diet of, you know, my youth, I should have been 400 pounds. Right. You know, if, if I would right. have been less genetically lucky, but even if you were less genetically lucky, you can still approve it. So why would you not want to do that and spend less time in the hospital? My whole goal is to not require health care. I don't want to require any interventions 
and you know my my healthcare spending is almost nil. I mean, if I use it, it's because I you know broke my arm or something. Right, and that's you know. what it's for. Exactly. That's the only time I'm going to the hospital is if something yep. tragic happens. And, there, and there's not because so of my own doing. Right. And there's so many people that say this person is eats whatever they want. They live till they're a hundred. They won the genetic lottery. Exactly. Guess what? Yep. You didn't. Right. I'm sorry. It sucks. You've been dealt a shitty hand. <laughs> yep. But guess what? You have to make the best of it. Yep. And that means paying attention to this stuff. I mean, imagine, I, I couldn't even, I'm sure there's studies out there that have discussed how much ex, the, the rise in diabetes and obesity has cost the American healthcare system or just Americans in general. I mean, it's almost incalculable. It's not even, even, you don't even need to calculate it. It's the only reason it exists. Right. It's it's not, there's no such thing as preventative care anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. Truth bomb. LA. All right, so that's why. I was was hoping I'd have more of those by now. (laughs) That's why the the food pyramid is bullshit and a food pyramid scheme. It's garbage. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to go to my favorite segment of the week where we find out. How fat is Josh? Oh, it's my angel right there. Pretty fat. Pretty fat. (laughs) Okay, so. I'm gonna bring up. Did the, you add that pretty fat part? No, that was. I don't uh, remember that. <laughs> I, was, I just talked over it last time. Ah, uh, it's funny. <laughs> okay, so here's my numbers from last week. So get your measuring tools ready here. We're gonna uh, compare, and I'm curious because the only thing I've done is I've weighed myself every day, and we'll talk about uh, after we do my measurements. I'm gonna talk about what I've been doing and. And how I feel. Well, don't keep us in suspense. What? What do you weigh? I got to pull up my phone here and check the number. <laughs> You're not just Googling what's scientifically possible nope. to lose in a week. 187.2. Whoa. That was Did as of this go? morning. And this is, we recorded six days ago, not seven, because we were one day late on our first episode. Oh, so right, right. I don't even have a, this isn't even a full week here. Oh, nice. So... You know what everyone's going to say. So I'm just going to beat him to the punch. It's all water. Yeah, probably. It is. I don't who ex- cares? Yeah, I don't expect to you, maintain that You're level. lighter. People, who cares if it's water people? You're yeah, lighter. Things are easier when you're lighter. Who cares <laughs> if it's water? Yeah, I don't expect to maintain that, that rate of weight loss. Usually the f- whenever you go hardcore the first week. And it doesn't have to nest. And, and, and speaking of that bullshit. And we were talking earlier about how... It, Weight is not shouldn't That's be the dominant. There, there, there's there's six entries there. That's exactly. one of them, and not the most. That's even not the most important. No, one either. not even the, close to the most important one. Yep. But even if some of it were water, mm-hmm. some of it could be fat. Oh yeah. Because thirty five hundred calories equals a pound. Right. That's five hundred calorie deficit a day. Right. To lose a pound a week. Yep. That's not crazy, not crazy to be in a two pound a week deficit. Exactly. So you lose a little water, add a couple pounds in there. It's it's possible. All right. So let's uh, take a look here. Okay, I was able to actually button my jeans again, which is kind of nice after six days. I'm not uh, definitely not going to win any bikini contests. That was quick too. I'm not going to win any bikini contests, but I feel like I'm doing a little bit better. I feel really good though. All right. So caliper. 
So, yeah. You're sucking in, aren't you? Yeah, there's a little. There, it's released. I really, I released the crack in. All right, so we're going to get the old caliper. I'm going to write it down. Yep. Uh, next was the neck inches. I don't see. I don't see that my neck and arm and thigh measurements are really going to drop because I don't feel like that's where I mean. That's where I retain any fat. But we shall see. Maybe I'll be surprised. Too much hair. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, that one was the same. Um, waist. Oh, here's the big one. Okay. Oh, you doing arm? Okay. Flexing? Nope. I didn't lose an. Uh, yeah, you did. Did I lose a? No, you lost a bunch of fat and water. That's a <laughs> that's a big spot. All right, do the thigh. That's when people say, "I lost a bunch of weight and I lost my guns." No, you didn't. You lost fat. <laughs> you never had guns. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Same thigh. All right. Same as last week. Now the big one. Oh. No remember, now, th remember, this one was disappointing as shit last week because kept you up, didn't it? Oh man, you told me that a, a male human should not be over forty waist circumference, and I was forty-one point five. Suck. Yep. All right, yeah. lay it on me. Belly button right there. Yeah, trying to be relaxed. On this time. Relaxed. Thirty-nine. Whoa. Thirty-nine. Holy shit. That means I lost two and a half inches off my waist. Yep. That's huge. Well, not as huge. That's less huge. <laughs> oh, you go ahead and entertain the folks while I my neck was do some do some deciphering. Neck was seventeen. All right, so if I was eight, 194 and I'm 187, so I dropped. Already again, 50? 49. Just kidding. I knew <laughs> you bastard. Doesn't matter. It's the same chart. <laughs> yeah, does that, is that thing actually calculate age? Does it give you a recommended? 31.5. 31.5, okay. Yep. So to me, of these measurements... The most crucial ones in my mind is the BMI percentage and the waist inches. Well, it's, that's actually not. That's body what do you fat think? percentage. Um, or yeah, sorry, body not BMI yeah, because yep. that's the body mass. Yeah, but index. So body fat percentage. Is it you call keep that an, BF percentage? Yeah, body fat. All right. Um, keep in mind the caliper isn't super accurate. No, because, but, you, I mean, unless you're grabbing the exact same spot every time and the exact same amount, it's pretty and, tough. And it, it, water intake. Yeah. Um, do, did you happen to have a little bit of carbs? Did you have, not have enough fat? Did you have more protein? Right. If you have more protein, then through gluconeogenesis, your body's going to make glucose, and it could store it yeah. if you're not super active that day. So it's going to fluctuate. But the most important thing we're doing with the caliper and the tape measure and the mm -hmm. scale is we're make, get, detecting trend lines. Right. That's the th we just want to make sure that it's going in the right direction all along the way. But, I mean, I think, you know, that's pretty damn good, I'd say. 
in I'm six days, gonna, right? I'm not going to throw a parade, but <laughs> it's all right. God damn it. <laughs> no, it, it is. It, it's good. Yep. That's uh, Guys, put the, con- put the confetti away. <laughs> I don't get to shoot off the confetti. God damn it. <laughs> you're, it's, you're not done. Let's put no, it that way. Uh, no. Okay. Let's talk about this. What should I be shooting for if my body fat percentage is, was 32.8 as a 49-year-old male wanting to be in reasonable shape? What's a reasonable amount? Like under 20? Unbelievably loaded question, and it really depends. But I think you should be <laughs> under 20. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I'm <clears throat> not a doctor, but I'm kind of a – But you got a microphone. Right, exactly. So I get to say what I want. And what I want to say is – Body fat, especially belly fat in yep. men, is a precursor to metabolic disease. Yes, and I think it's the most dangerous indicator if you have to pick one thing. Well, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when people go, my pulse is perfect, my cholesterol is perfect, and everything about my labs or my my ch- my checkup with my doctor is perfect. But they have a big gut. But they have a big gut, and I'm like, sure, but you're playing with house money. Right. It's only perfect for now. Yeah. You're going to reap what you sow, and it always catches up. So in your mind, more so than the body fat percentage is the waist inches. Oh, 100%. No, but that's tough, to though, because you know why? I'm way shorter because than you. Because I, so. I can do body fat percentages, but without doing a, a magnetic scan yeah. through your body, I don't know what your visceral fat is. Right. So I could check. That's the fat around the organs yeah, internally. Yeah, and yeah. I could check your body fat, your your adipose tissue on the outside. Yep. I can check that and get give you an idea of what it is, but I don't know if your heart and lungs and liver and everything surrounded by visceral fat. Yeah, because there's this, what do they call that, skinny fat? Yep. There's guys that aren't very big. Right, and they walk around and it's like, why are you skinny fat? You have super lean and small shoulders, small yeah. arms, you have skinny legs, and then yep. you look like you're pregnant. Right. And, and they have don't. like a kind of a round face. Yep. Too, and uh, that's a, there's a lot of vegans that look like that, by the way. Yeah, and that's that's skinny fat, and that's yep. your visceral fat. Yeah. So that's when I suggest doing an in body scan or a bod pod, or or one of those. Yeah. Um, I heard that I heard a, a podcast today where they're talking about MRIs, mm-hmm. where they can detect what do they call the adipose adipose tissue? Tissue. Oh. Yeah, that was basically the amount of <clears throat> bad fat that's around your midsection internally, and that's funny because this guy was on Apostle Ladino's podcast again, but this doctor said he, when people walk in by looking at their face, he can tell because he's done so many of these. He, he can tell like if, oh, they're, yeah. if they're vegan After or not. Yep. And After he can tell which ones are, are going to have a lot of, a lot of this internal fat and he just can recognize it. So, and you know what the, the, uh, just the shitty, shitty part of that is <laughs> well, that's the last to go. Oh dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Especially for on men too in the belly region. Yeah, um, well, to get the six pack, you got to go past healthy, and you got to go to like extremely low body fat percentage to get like really ripped, right? It depends. I mean, you, you can, can be super you can healthy, be, but you, you got to be go under ex- fifteen and and be relatively lean. Yeah. Um, but you probably, which is one of my goals, we're not going to video it or track it. <laughs> I don't want to be held accountable because it's really super hard. Yeah. But oh, one yeah. of my goals is under ten percent. Okay. I want to be 9% body fat by May 31st. Okay. Yeah. Well, too late now. Now I said it. <laughs> so now people are going to be like, hey, how's that goal coming? Chubby. People, people <laughs> in the comments, I want you to check up on us and 
end of <laughs> April. Say how you doing on that right on that goal, and we'll we'll get the old caliper out and I'll do some calipering. Right. No, nah, that's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> if I get to nine percent, I'll be doing every one of these damn shows without a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no shirts allowed. We'll be playing shirts and skins up in here. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about a little bit about what I did. So remember we talked about last week, I had the three pillars of how I was going to attack this. And for me, they were cutting carbs, fasting, and then some type of exercise. So I did cut carbs. I just ate meat. And what kind so of meat? So I had uh, – <clears throat> there's this thing called a meat eater that Reese and Riley's over in Moorhead sells, and they used to sell it at Twins Games. It's a cheese brat with – wrapped in bacon with some ground beef between the brat and the bacon. So it was bacon, ground beef. Hold on, hold on. I need, I need a second. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> that shit is good. <laughs> so I had, I had a, a couple of those one night. Um Last night I had three eggs and sausage. Very basic stuff. So you're still OMAD. Still yeah. one meal a day. So that's the second part. Yeah. So first part is all cut all the carbs. I was just eating only meat and, and a little bit a little bit of cheese, but mostly mostly meat and eggs. Um, OMAD, yes. Uh, for me, because I'm have such the addictive personality. And we talked about Same. the only thing worse than no Oreos is one Oreo, because then you just go off the rails. I'm totally that way. So for me, the best thing to do is just hang on till supper, white knuckle it. <laughs> and then uh, the funny thing is I'm not that hungry. Did it get easier? No, it got. It was easy right away. Did you fast for an extended period before the first I day? I did not. Oh. The, the minute we left here, I went home and ate some type of meat, and then I didn't eat again till the following supper. Sure. And I had been eating like two, three meals a day, eating whatever the hell I wanted prior to that. So now do you have this all scheduled out for the rest of the week? Or do you just daily go? I just get some know, meat and just meat. Get some meat, and I eat until I'm full. And see, the thing we were talking about earlier, the satiety per calorie is so high with animal products, and and especially you know, bacon and brats and ground beef and eggs all combined. Yep, it's so the satiety is so high per calorie that you're full so much quicker. Right, and because you don't go off the rails by priming the pump with one Oreo, you just feel satiated. And you're full. I'm full. Never stuffed. Yeah, and legitimately full. Like your body is actually content. Yep. It's not that, because, you know, when I'm eating Oreos and, and you know, Thanksgiving meal and stuff, you're just going for it. And and you only stop it's because like a it competi- hurts. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, like a freaking competition. You know, it's, it's like you're a Civil War musket and you're like, how many how much more can I stuff in with this right. rod? <laughs> And you just keep going and going. Yeah, if I'm at Texas Roadhouse and they bring out the buns with the cinnamon butter, yep. I mean, I, I'm getting a plunger and see how many I can ram down. Right before your steak gets there. Before the meat even gets there. Yeah. yeah. So the meat is so uh, satiating that I don't have a problem filling up. And then the thing is, I'm hungry around 2 or 3 in the afternoon the next day. You make it that far before you get the I don't eat again until yeah, I don't I don't eat again until like five or six. Sure. So I'm going like twenty three hours. But I'm not I'm mentally sometimes hungry, but I'm not uh am I boring you? No, no. You passed last night. Hard <laughs> landing. But I uh, I'm not hungry until like about two or three and then it starts to you know, I start to actually get legitimate hunger pangs and that's 
legitimate hunger that your and your body's saying, okay, it's time. It's time. You know, you you know, you killed that saber tooth tiger last week. Yeah. You've ate it all, and yep. uh, the, the the tiger jerky's gone. <laughs> right now, it's time to go out and find another one. Yeah. So really, the amount of calories you need to survive is so much less than the average American thinks it is. Yeah. Because really, I don't know if I'm eating two of those broths with bacon and whatever. I had two of those, and that was it the whole day. That's oh, not full disclosure. That's probably twelve hundred calories. Twelve hundred. Yeah, but okay. that's it. Yeah, but it's still a calorie deficit, right? Right, for sure. But I'm full. Right, you're. Hung- so, I always people always say keto doesn't diet doesn't make you lose weight, doesn't make you lean, it doesn't make you thin, doesn't make you less fat. Eating less does, and you're in a deficit. I and I just try to pound home over and over and over. I said, no, it doesn't, but it makes being in a deficit comfortable. Yeah, you're not white knuckling it the entire time, right? Which if I was eating, if if somebody said eat 1,200 calories worth of Oreos every day, and that's and then you're done eating, I mean, you would be in constant. You'd be like a heroin addict, yep. looking for your next and, fix. And, and and some the vegans or the, the the pro super veggie pro people will say. Fiber does the same thing. Fiber does. It has a. It has a. Do not you have to eat? It has a. a, um, It has a component to it that provides the same satiety that fat and protein will. But no. But it's not the same. And I've tried it. I've tried it. It's not the same. Nowhere near as much as animal products. Um, So for me, I'm just looking for what's optimal. You know, and that works works for me and we're going to, you know, we're going to track this every week and see how And even if somebody is screaming into their phone or their YouTube video right now <laughs> saying, you idiot, it works for you. Right. What else matters? Exactly. <laughs> it works for you. Watch your own bobber and leave yep. him alone. Exactly. It works for me. Leave me alone. Although I'd be cocky enough to say it would work for them too. <laughs> they just needed to try it. <laughs> well, you yeah. tried some experiments. Again, that's their bobber. I'm yeah, not going to exactly. watch it. Unless they come to me and say, here's my credit card number. Will yeah. you watch my bobber for me? <laughs> right. Then I will. Right. But until then, you're on your own. Do your thing, man. Do you do you. Yeah. But it goes back to rewind the tape 20 minutes ago or 15 minutes or whatever it was to is it really working for you? Right. Or are you just convinced yourself that it's working? Yep. Your markers are good, but you still got a fat gut. Right. Exactly. At least I'm happy. Are you? <laughs> are you? <laughs> Well, here's another thing. Let's let's talk about how I feel. Energy, great. I mean, if you would have told me, you know, 10 years ago, you're going to eat, you know, two brats at once a day. The energy part. I got a story too. Go ahead. Yeah. Two, if you was going to eat two brats once a day or three eggs and sausage once a day and your energy is going to be good, I would have said, no way in hell. You're going to run out. You're going to be faint. You're almost going to be fainting. Right. But the thing is my energy... It doesn't go up and down. It's just, yep. It's just steady, and I feel like I, I'm on meat meth. Right. It's like a, like right. I got a little meat meth going on where I'm like, give me a to do list. All right, I'm gonna check this off. You know, I actually have like. Don't do math. <laughs> that's don't do math. Throw it out there. Right. Just do meat. Right. But I feel like I, I want to just attack to do lists. You know, you're, <laughs> you want to like run around the house with a vacuum. My energy's high. My mood mood is good, digestion perfect, no bloating, no gas. You That's know, awesome. S- sense. So for me, this is really what works. And it's satisfying too. I, I don't feel like I'm – I mean, mentally it's still tough because if somebody said, wouldn't you love an Oreo, I'd say, fuck yeah, I would. Well, who wouldn't? Right. But you have to make a choice. Right. 
I'd or, probably like to do cocaine too, but I'm not going to do it. Right. Well, that's an immature view, right? That's how right. immature people behave. Because right. if I asked my nine-year-old, would you pref- would you like to have vanilla ice cream every night for supper? They'd be like, hell yeah, of course, yeah. it's Sign good. Me up, yeah, because it tastes good, and that's all they're concerned about. They're not, and they're it's instant gratification. They're not, they're not willing to set aside that instant gratification and delay that gratification. And just delay it, not eliminate it. Exactly. But it's a choice. You, you, you do have to give up some of that, that pleasure spiking stuff that goes on when you're eating the carbs. And that's a choice. And I'm saying food is now fuel and medicine. That's how I look at it. And sure, that stuff would taste good. It's hyper palatable. But is it going to benefit me no. in the long term? No. So, you know, you got to stick to the plan. And that's why that's this, having this account. Because every time I thought about it, because believe me, I walked by some buns. For sure. I was like, oh, started Dewey's going to measure me. I, <laughs> I got I got to stick to, you know, and that yeah. accountability for me helps. And you knew that tens of tens of people were going to be listening. <laughs> Possibly dozens. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, the overall view and uh, keep everybody updated. On the energy piece, I was not, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm in ketosis right now and okay. um, not quite fat adapted yet. Right. So proof of that was people say, oh, I tried keto, but I can't exercise. I just, I feel tired and I just want to sleep. And it's like, no, you don't. Maybe for the first 36 hours, maybe. Yep. But now, yesterday, I, I started this zone two protocol stuff and we'll get, we'll have to do a show just on exercise. And, sure. And we'll oh, get into definitely. that. But, um, <clears throat> Excuse me. So I did 40 minutes on the treadmill last night in zone two, which What's for me mean? is about, there's five zones, five or six. Is zones. that heart rate? Yep. It's heart rate zones. Okay. So zone two. What's sitting at a cubicle? Like, is that zone one? Depends on how health, how fit you are. Okay. But yeah, that'd be zone one for you. Um, so zone two for me is like right around that 125, 135. Okay. So what I do is zone two protocol is to stay within that zone two. So the, the entire time that you're working, you are aerobic. Right, okay. Not anaerobic. Because the minute you switch from aerobic to anaerobic. What's for the dummies out there in the audience, meaning me, what is anaerobic versus aerobic? Anaerobic is the, the metabolic pathway for anaerobic is fat oxidation. Okay. You're oxidizing fat while you're aerobic. Okay. The minute you switch over to anaerobic, which I, sw- I flip-flopped this and got this backwards last week. Sure. <laughs> but once you're anaerobic, now you, your pathway switch to, switches to glucose. Okay. So, so you have to hit a certain threshold to be aerobic, and that's what you want to be. You have to hit up. a certain threshold to get to be aerobic, okay. and then if you go too far, you're anaerobic. Oh, so it's all about it's all about keeping ease. it in that certain like range. The, like the entire time for forty minutes, my heart rate never got above one forty. So it's a sweet spot. Yep. Okay. And then I can always have a convert the the without if you don't have like a heart rate monitor watch or chest strap, yep. you monitor by your breath. Okay. So in zone two, you should be able to maintain the entire time breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, and be able to have a conversation. Okay. Really? To so be able to hold, like we are. So you're right not now. dying. Yes, because then you're anaerobic. Yeah, okay. So I'm doing a zone two protocol program right now where I stay within zone two for as long as I can until I can't. Okay. At that speed. So I made it 40 minutes. Okay. And then I looked and I bumped up to 150 and I was done. Right. So what I'll do now is I will stay at that pace and that duration Mm -hmm. until and only until 
I can I have to go faster to maintain that oh, heart to rate. get you all right because then your body's saying this is easier. Yes. Right. Okay. So I'm never my heart rate's never whack. So it's all about being in that sweet spot for the entire duration, and then and I'm, then raise that sweet spot. The sweet spot never raises, but you get faster. Right. Right. Okay. And that wow. means you're getting healthier. This shit's complicated. It is, but it's and it's boring <laughs> as shit. Right. I was like looking around, I'm watching TV because <laughs> I was at the gym. I was at the gym when I did it, but um, 40 minutes is a long time to stare at a Valley News Live oh, and, and listening to my headphones. And I, for, but, oh, I forgot to cover one thing in my uh, three oh, pillars yep. for the working out. I just been doing push-ups to failure, which turns out for me is 30. So a little bit better than Rob Liss. But not did great, you? But, but you got long hair too. Did you just let your hair touch the ground and call that? No, a these are rep? these were legit. These are like boom. Okay, you know, chest to the straight, ground. Straight, yeah, nose, hand, nose hand, to the ground, nose I to mean, the ground, chest and nose to the ground, yep, hands yep. shoulder width apart, full, yeah, not like legit. Like because this. who am I? Nobody's watching. Right. Who, am I, who am I trying to trick? You know yourself. <laughs> exactly. If you weren't doing it any less, you'd just be cheating yourself. Exactly. So what, what do I care about the number is? I'm just doing it until I can't do them anymore. Right. And I was 32 as of this morning. So okay. Uh, you know, getting better. How about cardio wise? What are you doing? Nothing. Should do zone two stuff. Because it, it oxidizes fat. Say that again. Which part? You should do zone two stuff. <laughs> who me? I hate cardio, didn't I tell you? You're going to have to work on me on that shit. Zone two is easy. It's just boring. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, man, your lungs aren't on fire. You're not right. gasping for air. It's, yeah, it's just, you're just you're just chilling. It's just routine. The best way to do it is, is some people on my social media have seen me rock before, where I take that heavy weighted oh, yeah. vest on. and See, I, I, for, I could probably do that. Go for like three-hour rucks. It's a ruck just I'm to in, walk with something heavy, right? Something heavy, briskly. Okay. We're not walking the dog. Right. We're not window shopping at West Acres. <laughs> we are walking with purpose. Right. Like a 15 or last minute mile okay. walking. All right. And you get it, but your heart rate gets up. Okay. And you can maintain it for, you can do that for two, three hours. Are you trying to be in that zone when you're doing that or yep. just, okay. Yep. Got it. All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. So that's uh, this week's segment of How Fat Is Josh? Track these numbers and uh, we'll let you know how I'm feeling, how I'm doing. Hopefully it's going to trend uh, the way it has been in the first week. Of course, that wasn't easy. That was a gimme. It's always easy the first week. Um, right. I, I laugh because we're <laughs> still on the how fat is Josh segment, and yeah. we went down a rabbit hole. And my oh, brother, we're all over the place. And my brother is who is literally the most honest, of highest integrity, salt of the earth, tell you like it is person. Mm-hmm. Said, I said, what'd you think? And Chad said, it was really good. But you guys are all over the place. You're pretty scattered. You got really good <laughs> chemistry, but really all over the place. You got to kind of, kind of, kind of stay on track there. Well, you know. I, we, I can promise nothing. But that was a five-star <laughs> from him. Hey, awesome. <laughs> and we we love comments, feedback, questions. Go on the YouTube channel to search for Fit and Furious, all one word. And topics. That's right. Trent, Trent, we haven't forgotten about you. We're going yeah, to do, do some blood stuff coming up. We got an email address, info at fitandfurious.com. Send us any questions or comments you have about nutrition or any of this stuff. Uh, we're worldwide on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can download podcasts. Just search for Fit and Furious and make sure you check out YouTube as well. And we will see you next week. Bye. Time to fucking rock it.